Chicago 15, slot right, single receiver, Hester to the left. Press coverage, snap to Haney, throws it over the middle. Intercepted, intercepted, B.J. Rodgers in the end zone for the touchdown. NFC Championship Dagger. Blitz is on. Wisconsin Sports Trilogy presents the Packers Trilogy Podcast. Hey, oh, Packer fans, what's going on? Welcome to the Packers Trilogy Podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the podcast for diehard Packer fans by diehard Packer fans. I am your host, Trevor. You can find me on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor. And I am not joined as always, with my good buddy Tyler, a.k.a. T. Plush. Tyler is the host of the Brewers Trilogy podcast and a contributor for Reviewing the Brew. You can find Tyler and all of his content on Twitter at Tyler Kurth. Also not joining me is Scott the Vanilla Gorilla. He is our host of the Bucks Trilogy podcast. You can find Scott on Twitter at Vanilla7Gorilla. And as always, you can find our podcast on Twitter, on Facebook, and on YouTube. On Twitter, follow us at Trilogy underscore pod. On Facebook and on YouTube, we are the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy Podcast. On today's show, I am going to fly solo here and recap the big Monday night football victory for the Green Bay Packers over the Atlanta Falcons. And that was 30-16. to 16. Now, I expected a little bit more offense in this game. Um, as I mentioned on the preview podcast, I just I thought the Falcons weren't going to be able to stop this offense at all, not even a little bit. And I thought kind of the same thing for the Packers defense; they weren't going to be able to stop Matt Ryan in the in this offense. But that wasn't really the case. The defense did a pretty good job holding them in check. Just 16 points, as I mentioned. So a little bit different game than what we expected, but the end result is what. Tyler and I predicted on the preview podcast, it's it's what we expected, even with Devontae Adams out and Alan Lazard now going out with that core injury and having surgery there. All of that happens, you know, you lose those number one and two options at the wide receiver position, and that's all you're hearing about going into this game. And, and what happens? Well, Aaron Rodgers, damn near perfect. Matt LaFleur, again, looking like a potential coach of the year candidate and just continues to do a great job in this 2020 season. And then obviously big Bob Tanyan had his coming out party. And let's start with Mr. Robert Tanyan. Absolutely incredible game for him. Six receptions, 98 yards, and the three touchdowns. The first was on a corner route by Tanyan. Um, the linebacker kind of got caught up in traffic. Rodgers makes a good throw against the blitz, finds Tanyan just shy of the touchdown. Tanyan was able to get in after the catch. Just a great play there to start off the the Tanyan scoring. Um, the second touchdown was a pretty great one on both ends. I think Tanyan get, did a great job 
getting past and beating Deion Jones, who is probably the Falcons' best defender that's active in this game, um, on the crossing slant route type of routes, and Rodgers puts it in a perfect spot, and there's there's nothing Jones can do. Like He had good coverage, and it was just a perfectly thrown ball, and Tanyan makes the play on the other end, making the catch. Just fantastic stuff on that play. I was I was very impressed with both Rodgers and Tanyan on that play for, again, Tanyan's second touchdown of the game there. And then the third one I thought was a pretty good summation of what this game was. The Atlanta Falcons literally tackle Robert Tanyan on his route because he slipped and grabbed his Tanyan's foot, and Tanyan just... You know, casually somersaults and gets up, ends up being wide open because, again, that guy tripped <laughs> and is wide open in the end zone for a touchdown. And that, like I said, is a pretty good summation of what happened to this Atlanta Falcons defense. You know, it was the lowest scoring game for this Green Bay Packers offense, but it didn't really feel like Atlanta had an answer. Dan Quinn could not stop this offense very effectively at all um you know they get that big fourth down stop in the first quarter and then I think what the Packers maybe punted twice after that like it it did not seem like the Falcons had much of a chance to slow down or even stop this Packers offense so definitely a big time win for the Packers and they just kind of continue what they've been doing on offense. And, and this shouldn't surprise any of you that are listening to this because this this is what we've seen through the first three weeks and now through four weeks. We've seen this exact thing where the offense is good and they have been good for some time now. And they've, they just continue it against a bad defense. Like I did look back. They, the Packers did have to punt twice. They get a field goal as well, but overall, I thought I thought this team played really well offensively, very very efficient. And if we're talking about efficiency, we have to talk about Aaron Rodgers in this game. Very very efficient. You look at his, the box score for Aaron Rodgers. He was 23, 27 of thirty three for three hundred and twenty seven yards. That is just under. 10-yard average per attempt there at 9.9. Four touchdowns. He did get sacked once and passer rating of 147.5. And 158.3 is a perfect passer rating, so that's pretty damn good. Aaron Rodgers was very, very incredible in this game. I thought he didn't have a bad throw. You know, there's times where it's either a bad throwaway or Rodgers just has missed players on longer routes, you know, especially last year. I think we saw that we haven't really seen it this year and it's continued through this game. Um, I thought he did a great job of just taking what the defense gave him. Um, obviously didn't have his big time weapon. So he was just willing to spread the ball around. You look at this receiving box score for the Packers there's only seven guys listed in that box score. So he only threw it to seven guys, but he spread it around pretty well. Um, 
Obviously, Tanyan, like I said, he had six receptions for 98. Jamal Williams, eight receptions for 95 yards. I think that's a little underrated. Um, I thought Jamal Williams was incredible tonight. MVS, four receptions for 45. Aaron Jones, five receptions for 40. Darius Shepard, two for 21. Malik Taylor, one for 20. That was a big-time play there um, where the Falcons were in the ever-elusive cover none. They had Robert Tanyan open, MVS open, and Malik Taylor open on that on that play that got 20 yards. And then Tyler Irvin was one for eight yards. Now, something I want to mention, we, we obviously were talking going into this game about not having Rodgers, or excuse me, not having Adams, not having Lizard. Aaron Rodgers just was like, okay, I will throw it to my tight ends. You know, if you look at that, and it it was just Robert Tanyan um, that he actually threw to. Robert Tanyan, six receptions on six targets. Jamal Williams, now we're talking running backs. Go to the running backs here. Um, Jamal Williams, eight receptions on eight targets. Aaron Jones, five receptions on five targets. Tyler Irvin, one reception on two targets. So one incompletion to running backs or tight ends. Just incredible, incredible stuff from both Aaron Rodgers and those two position groups that needed to step up into the in this game, knowing that Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard were out. Um, incredible, incredible stuff from not only Aaron Rodgers, but from those two position groups. And I I get frustrated. <laughs> um, and now there was a lot of Packer fans kind of saying this on Twitter. So I appreciate you guys um, bringing this up on Twitter because I'm sick of seeing the graphic. Oh, Aaron Rodgers has only thrown two touchdown passes to first round picks. Who cares? Who cares where you get your talent from? Because let's look at this. Devontae Adams, oh, he was a second-round pick. And he, newsflash, is fucking incredible. Alan Lazard, undrafted free agent. He's, he's a bona fide number two right now. MVS, a day three player who can give you something in the pass game. Robert Tanyan, undrafted free agent who has been great and was phenomenal in this game. Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, both day three guys. I think Tyler Irvin was an undrafted free agent. Just, it it doesn't matter where, where your talent comes from. As long as you have talent on your team, I don't give a shit if it's a first-round player or an undrafted free agent. If you have talent on your team, it doesn't matter. Chris Barnes, undrafted free agent on the defensive side of the ball, who has basically taken over the linebacker duties when Christian Kirksey gone. You know, Ty Summers, the other guy that's taken over there, seventh-round pick. Who cares where your talent comes from? It doesn't need to be a first-round pick. They just need to be guys that can do their jobs. And newsflash, the Packers have them because the Packers look like one of the best teams in the NFL right now. So I'm sick of hearing it. I don't care that the Packers don't have a first-round draft pick for Aaron Rodgers to throw at. Does not matter because this offense with Matt LaFleur at the helm, with Aaron Rodgers quarterbacking back there, it it doesn't matter who is out there. Aaron Rodgers has proven that since 2010. It doesn't matter. Um, Granted, in 2010, he had a lot of guys to throw to, but 
it does not matter who is out there because Aaron Rodgers is supremely talented and Matt LaFleur is supremely talented as well. And let's go into Matt LaFleur because I think he deserved coach of the year last year and the way he is coaching right now, he deserves it this year. And he he definitely, in my opinion, should have gotten it last year and the way he's coaching, he better get it this year because he continues to be impressive to me. Um, you look at this, you know, going going into a game, you have any other team that loses their number one, their number two. I love Russell Wilson. I think he is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and he might be the best quarterback in the league right now. And Aaron Rodgers is definitely making a case for that as well. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes obviously is way up there as well. But Russell Wilson, if Russell Wilson did not have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, how do you think that Seahawks offense would look? I don't think they score 30 even on an Atlanta defense. I think this Packers offense is special, and Matt LaFleur is a big, big reason for that. His play design incredible you know eventually they're gonna start getting teams on this jet action that Tyler Irvin seems like he's going on every time he's on the field Um, eventually they are gonna get some big plays on that I can just tell you know the defenses are playing them pretty well where that defensive end is really taking that away but then that opens up that inside handoff to whether it be Jamal Williams or Aaron Jones and, it, and it's working. So I I love the play design. I love his play calling for the most part. I think he's very, very good. I love the way he deploys his players. You know, this game, he put Robert Tanyan in great positions to succeed. I thought he did a great job knowing that he didn't have a lot of depth receiver-wise. MBS was out there a lot, and rightfully so. But then it was a lot more two, three running backs. I lost count of how many times I saw three running backs out there with Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, and Tyler Irvin, and three tight end sets. And there was times where um, they had six linemen out there, and and one of them was your one of your eligible receivers. I just thought Matt Lafleur did a great job of being so multiple in his personnel usage and continuing to put out unique stuff with that and then using those players in the right ways. You know, using MVS in the right ways. And and we did see a couple shots, not as much as you would have liked, but you did see a couple shots down the sidelines. You know, you're using... Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones in that swing game and getting them out in open field and letting them work. And you used Robert Tanyan fantastic in this game. Just, I thought Matt LaFleur did a phenomenal job. Also, I think worth noting is I continue to like his aggressive calls. I think he does it at the right time. And for the most part, I think his calls are on point. I don't love the just run up the middle on this one. Fourth and goal at the one. I don't really love that play call because there's there's so many plays that Matt LaFleur can call that is is going to get him four yards when he needs one. And like play action in that point, leak out Robert Tanyan, leak out, you know, from the backside MVS or, or Malik Taylor or 
Darius Shepard, whoever it happens to be, leak one of those guys out. We saw it against the Saints. Alan Lazard was a part of that. I think Robert Tanyan against the Saints had another one of those leak plays at the goal line. Um, so I, I get running the football, but also at the same time, when you need a yard, go to those plays that you are so good at designing. Just call them in those moments, I think, is my only thing that I'm kind of iffy about. But for the most part, Matt LaFleur has been absolutely incredible. Let's transition over to this defense. Zadarius Smith is starting to flash, and that is very, very exciting. Um, I will be completely honest with you. Early in this game, I was a little bit frustrated with Zadarius. I thought he was flashing. You know, he was getting in the backfield. He was kind of making the splash plays without making them. You know, he he was getting there, but he wasn't finishing. He wasn't finishing the tackle or whatever it happens to be. He just wasn't quite finishing. And to me, that was very frustrating. He needed to be the guy. He, he needed to be the guy to make these plays. And early on in this game, I thought he was getting in position to make them, but just wasn't completely making the play. As the game went on, you saw him start to dominate. You know, he was he he was incredible going on late into this game. Um, I I was very impressed. He led the team with eight total tackles. That was tied with Raven Green. Um, he had six solo tackles, three sacks, four tackles for a loss. Again, early on in this game, I think you could add another tackle or two for a loss. If he just finishes the play, five quarterback hits, he started to flash a little bit and and show what we saw in 2019 from Zadarius Smith at times. So we're starting to see a little bit more flashing from Zadarius. I don't think we saw a lot of it the first three weeks of the season, but it's starting to show up here. So hopefully that continues because if he continues to play like this, you get Kenny Clark back, you get Rashawn Gary back, who I thought has been playing very well. I I did, you know, an eight, nine minute video on Rashawn Gary of how he's been playing. I think he's been probably through the first three weeks. I think he was the best edge defender the Packers had this year. Um, Now Zadarius making his claim here, starting to play a lot better and, I think you pair that with Rashawn Gary on the other side or Zadarius in the middle and Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith on the other side. You know, whatever it happens to be, I, I'm starting to like where this defense is going. Included in that, I think the secondary was pretty damn good as well. You know, going into this game, you you knew they had to play well because going into this game... The Packers don't have Devontae Adams. They don't have Alan Lazard. But the Falcons going into this game have Calvin Ridley. They have Julio Jones. So you're going to have to play well in the secondary. And and they did. They, they hold Calvin Ridley to zero receptions on five targets. Julio had four receptions for 32 yards. Granted, Julio goes out very very early in this game and he likely would have been a much bigger part of this Atlanta attack moving forward had he not been taken out of the game I thought they played pretty damn well and limiting 
Kelvin Ridley to no receptions for a guy through the first three weeks is the only guy in the NFL that had over 100 yards every game. And now the Packers just shut him out. I think I think Matt Ryan messed up a few times, especially in that first drive of just missing him. Um, I think they highlighted at the end of the game, Adrian Amos breaks up the play in the end zone to, to seal the game if it wasn't already. But Matt Ryan makes a poor throw there. You know, he puts it out in front of him. That's an easy touchdown, but he doesn't. So I, I do think part of it is Matt Ryan not playing up to snuff. And trust me, my fantasy team knows Matt Ryan doesn't play up to snuff uh, because he almost single-handed, he, he did single-handedly lose me my fantasy matchup this week. But that's that's fine because the Packers win by 14 and and slow down this Atlanta offense. And it makes you feel good as a Packer fan that this defense was able to step up, even against a struggling team, um, you felt like the Packers were going to be able to do enough offensively to win this game no matter what. But it was great to see this defense step up. You know, you look at the box score, zero points in the first quarter for Atlanta, three in the second, six in the third. So at that point, it it's nine points, and it's nine to 27. The game's over there. You know, the Falcons get one in the fourth to make it 16 to 30, make it a little bit more respectable, but it's still a 14 point game. It, it, it wasn't close all game. The Packers were 100% in control of this game from beginning to end. And they had more control defensively. First part of that being Zadarius Smith started to play like we saw him play last year. The secondary looked good. And you know, there was some injuries in the secondary later on in the game. Shannon Sullivan went down, I believe, with a concussion. Kevin King was out as well. Hopefully nothing serious with either one of those players. Hopefully we can get them back for the Buccaneers after the bye week. But I think overall, this this defense kind of stepped up, played well. And this is why Devontae Adams, Kenny Clark, Rashawn Gary, I don't know their actual like where they were Devante said on Twitter today um, that he was ready to go but the Packers are holding him out and that was probably the right choice you know get Devante back 100% hopefully for the rest of the year barring any injury or anything like that but you get Devante back 100% and you probably feel like even without Devante, you can still win this because you, you you saw the Packers go into New Orleans and beat that team without Devontae Adams. You saw them go 4-0 last year. So you feel confident that this team can still be effective offensively. So that's why you keep those players out to try to keep them healthy and keep this team healthy in the long run moving forward. Last thing I want to go through is the rush defense. I thought the rush defense played pretty well. Now, again... Our best rush defense is this Packers offense because teams just, you can't rush it 35, 40 times, 30 times, you know, whatever. You can't rush it that much because if you do, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot because you're so far behind. Like I said, it's 20 to three at halftime. At the end of three quarters, it's, it's 27 to nine. So you can't run the ball that much. But even that said, 25 rushes, 78 yards, 3.1 yard average. They did get the two touchdowns on the ground. That was their only touchdowns were on the ground. But that's a pretty good average. If the Packers are holding teams to a three-yard average on the ground, 
that is a huge time. That's a huge win, huge win for this defense. And that's going to let this Packers offense cook. That's going to get this defense in situations that they like to play in. They're better at playing the pass. They have the secondary to do so. They have the pass rush to help that secondary. That's how they're built. They're not built to stop the run. And if they do stop the run, you know, 3.1 yard average is not good. So that's awesome. I I did think Todd Gurley had a pretty good game. 16 carries, 57 yards. Again, only a 3.6 yard average. That's a win for this defense. That is a win. Again, he ha- did have those two touchdowns and you know, they they have to make tackles a little bit better. Tackling continues to be an issue and continues to be a concern because the yards after contact continue to be a concern for this defense, but I thought Overall, you can't really complain. You hold them to 78 yards on the ground, 285 in the air. You can't hope for much more. You know, they get 285 in the air, but you take 36 off of that because you got four sacks for 36 yards. So that's effectively 249 yards through the air for the Atlanta offense and 78 on the ground. You'll take that every day of the week, especially with this offense, because if that's the amount of yards and points you're allowing, this offense is going to be able to outscore that pretty much every week. You know, about the only game on the schedule that the Packers might not be able to score 16, and I still think they will be able to, is the Colts, because that Colts defense looks unstoppable. That, that is a very good defense and the number one unit in the league there. So that is definitely something to watch out for, but we got a ways for that. You know, coming up, as I mentioned, we do have the bye week coming up here. We also, after the bye week, we do have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and I can't wait for the Packers to beat up on the Buccaneers so I can stop hearing about how great Tom Brady is because I think Aaron Rodgers is going to outplay him tremendously in that game and that will be fun to watch make sure you guys continue to follow us on our social media sites again on twitter at trilogy underscore pod on facebook and on youtube we are the wisconsin sports trilogy podcast i haven't fully decided how i'm going to do the bye week um so stay tuned again on those sites i'm gonna try to get some more video breakdowns out kingsley kiki is coming up next i have most of my clips ready i just got to put that video together so i'm hoping you know i'm hoping for wednesday morning for that video so make sure you guys are looking out for that but until next time go pack go